I'd like to welcome Nick Applegate to uh, the Grace Fellowship podcast today. And Nick, I've appreciated some conversations with you over the years. Just like to mention to our listeners that uh, you're on staff at Bible Baptist Church in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Um, and Nick, you, you've mentioned that um, you have been at George Williams College for your undergraduate degree. You have an MA degree from Middle Tennessee State University and a PhD mm-hmm. from Louisiana Baptist University. That's a lot of studying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> more than, so you more could, than I had in, intended or expected. So you remember that verse in Ecclesiastes about much study is wearing to the flesh. Your wife could probably yes. amen that as well. Um, but Nick, uh, thanks for uh, this conversation. Why don't you tell us a bit about um, the ministry you're in currently? Basically, I'm I'm a local church man and have been for um, a goodly number of years. I feel that uh, my current ministry in in biblical counseling uh, needs to be from a local church ministry. And so uh, 19 years ago, when I was asked to to come up here from Murfreesboro, to help start a biblical counseling ministry, um, I was excited. I had had, uh, had figured that uh, this was God's calling. I'd been wanting to do this uh, since I was in my 20s. And uh, this point, when I was called here, I was 59, believe it or not. So um, uh, you talk about patience or long-suffering here mm. with regard to finally doing what I had really wanted to do, and uh, then finally God called me to come up here and start this ministry at uh, Bible Baptist Church. Um, I, I, I look at this ministry um, from uh, a, a truly biblical point of view. Uh, I look at my counseling from uh, really two methodologies, a secular and a biblical. And I was trained undergraduate and graduate in the secular, and my doctorate is in the biblical. So mm. for years, for years, I was doing um, secular. I, I actually, I was I was what I would call a Christian counselor, and and um, these are my terminologies. But um, I was uh, using secular psychotherapy um, in my counseling as a Christian. Um, The last 19 years in this ministry, in the local church, uh, I was using uh, your tools of identity and uh, position in Christ with the wheel in line from a biblical perspective uh, in the biblical worldview methodology. I know, brother, which works. And I know what doesn't. And so for the last 19 years, God has really blessed. And uh, what we've been doing here in this ministry has uh, has been a wonderful thing, and I praise God for it. Well, I certainly concur about the value um, local church-based ministry. It's really where uh, ideally it should be based. And uh, praise God for the Lord opening the door for you to go there uh, in 2001. That's the same year that I... Moved from Ontario down to Tennessee to work with Dr. Solomon, so I can imagine that length of time. 
And yes. uh, tell us tell us more about the contrast, if you would, between uh, the years of using what we might call um, Christian psychology and then the transition to using a more Christ-centered model. I think that you're in a unique position uh, to describe your perspective from both orientations. Well, uh, back back when I was in my 20s, I've always wanted to counsel, and, and I felt that um, uh, that I was to do that, and I wanted to do that. Uh, and I was a Christian, of course, then, and uh, um, I wanted to do it using uh, God's truth and, and scriptures, but I, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't have a particular um, a tool for a foundation to do that. So uh, I was doing what I was trained in. I was trained in secular psychology, and I was trained in the many theories, and there are a lot of theories in secular psychology um, that uh, that are used with regard to um, counseling people and trying to bring them to some form of health again. And uh, I used bits and pieces of of, of that. Used used scripture, and then used some theories. And of course, some some theories do work, and are biblical in nature. And and uh, uh, you can use them from a biblical perspective. But during my twenties and thirties, as I uh, worked in in uh, uh, I think you know that I worked with and, and retired from the Sword of the Lord Foundation in Murfreesboro. And during that time, I um, uh, I did counseling on the side. That was not what I was there to do. Uh, I wore a number of hats. But I did counseling on the side, and I did it uh, with a um, through the a local Baptist church that I attended and kind of kind of contracted, in a sense, if you will, to do counseling. Um, what, what happened and the change in my life was when I attended, um, uh, Grace Fellowship International in Denver, Colorado and met, uh, Dr. Solomon and, uh, Dr. Lee LeFevre there and was, was really sent, uh, by, um, my mom and dad who knew Dr. Solomon in Grand, from Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's where they're from. And they had taken and, and, and the courses there from a gentleman that had gone to Denver. So my dad had asked me if, if I would be willing to go if he paid my way. And I said, sure. That was the beginning of a change and, and, and a, a road completely different than what I had thought or intended, but God knew exactly where it was going. Um, that changed my life then to look at what I was doing, John, in, in kind of coordinating um, Christian psychology, if you will, and, um, and biblical counseling, the two, that gave me an indication of where I really had to go in the future. I couldn't. Well, let me just let me just mention that. Uh, yes. Um, in your testimony uh, that I read previously, you mentioned your respect for your uh, your father, and so it's it's uh, really interesting to hear about how your parents um, 
heard about the Christ-centered model and, and even sponsored you to go. <laughs> so that's, that's a blessing. Yes. But I also commend you, Nick, that you would be, uh, can I say teachable enough? Because sometimes when people have a bachelor's and master of arts and they've been using a model, they, they don't really want to, to have a different paradigm, a different perspective that would be as significant as what you would have encountered at Grace Fellowship. So, uh, tell us about that that change of perspective. It must have been a adventure to be processing what you were hearing and comparing it to the your your model of integration that you were using up to then. Well, it, it's interesting you should you should mention this and ask the question and ask me to do this. I remember quite well when my wife and I uh, went through the program there and, and the, the the different uh, sessions in Denver. Um, as we went through and kind of finished up, um, I didn't get it. When it, when, when it talked about, um, when we talked about Galatians 2.20, of course, uh, talked about dying to self and coming alive unto Christ, the, the, basically the exchange life, that did not set well with me and what I had learned in 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 my years previously from church and um it took us and i'll just be transparent with you it took my wife and i probably about three to four days there praying diligently until the holy spirit cleared that up for us and we had peace about the truth from god's word in that Mm-hmm. Um, it was not easy for us, but when that happened, it completely changed our way of thinking and mine and started us on a different road. And then it was, it was relatively easy to, 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 to separate myself from the, uh, the theories that I've been using in counseling, uh, up until that point and then changing over, um, so it's interesting you should ask that. I had forgotten about that, John. Well, it's significant as well, Nick, because you and your wife would see that it needed to be um, something you would personally believe and experience before you would apply it in counseling. And you know how Dr. Salmon uses the phrase um, doing in order to be, uh, mm-hmm. which is what I think most believers are operating that way, you know, in a kind of a works-based yes orientation and then he says the Galatians 2.20 paradigm is is being in other words being in Christ you know accepted by the Lord united with Christ being in order to do and so I think it's very um, uh, significant that you and your wife would really uh, grapple with with that revelation and pray it through and then once once uh, the crossing of the Jordan in your personal life then you could see how applying it in counseling would kind of fall into place along that model yep that is correct and and uh, uh tell tell dr solomon when you see him if you would that uh, i use his quote often in my counseling and then i have to explain it because they kind of look at me with the the doe and the headlight look you know so <laughs> <laughs> i'm familiar with that with his with his quote and his saying Yes, sir. But uh, it's a great, a great quote. Um, uh, if you would tell us a bit more about um, the ongoing experience in Denver, 
uh, I think you, you're describing going to the conference and there's the, the basic training of the workshop and you, you did some further counseling training in Denver as well? Uh, yes, uh, my wife and I went uh, with uh, kind of the idea of, of uh, me going on into the into an advanced training there after the initial uh, in 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 counseling using the wheel in line, with the idea that um, um, we might uh, might interview with. Uh, uh, Dr. Lefebvre and, and Dr. Solomon, with the possibility of of uh, going to Grace Fellowship in Denver and working with um, them there in counseling. Um, so I went ahead and took the the extended and the advanced. So glad I did, even though God had other plans for us, and and we didn't uh, end up going to Denver and and end up working there. But um, uh, of course, that was probably in the early '80s, and and that then just completely changed um, um, my whole perspective as to where I was to go from there. I'm so glad, John, that God is in control. I would mm-hmm. sure mess things up. Me too. Uh, I'm eager to ask uh, Brother Nick how, as you've used the Christ-centered model. Let's just go back to your your years following um, the uh, internship there in Denver. Um, how did you start to see uh, the more Christ-centered model bear fruit in people's lives as you compared it, even though you were sincere using what you knew of the Bible and Christian psychology in the previous years? Now you're using um, you know the message of the cross and, and that clarified uh, message and methodology. Can you recall some fruitful um, evidences of the benefit of using this Christ Center model as you went back, I guess, still back to uh, Tennessee at that time and using it in the context there? Yes. Um, it, it's important for me, and and the, the Christ-centered model, the wheel in line, um, it really gives a foundation by which to set everything up to then do counseling and then to help others um, in a a healthy resolution of the issues and the problems that they have. Um, Mm -hmm. Let me me put it this way. I, I think that in counseling, from a from a um, a, a, a psychotherapeutic uh, model or models, you you have to find out what the problems are and then select which theory that you use or theories to try to uh, to, to fix it, and, and then it's up to you to fix them, like a medical doctor. Mm. But the problem is is I can't fix anybody. Um, people, of course, can't fix themselves, and that's why they come for help. But it's only through Christ. Uh, it's mm-hmm. only through the power of the Holy Spirit uh, can we obtain the resources to be able to to help and to make changes in our life towards a, a Christ-centered life. So basically, what I have come to a conclusion 
in the last really 19 years that I've been using it extensively uh, here in this ministry is that in every every type of counseling that I do, whether it be premarital counseling, whether it be specifically uh, grief counseling, maybe uh, uh, post-traumatic stress um, disorder type of counseling, uh, I always start with sharing identity and position in Christ. And if the person is not saved, then I, of course, work towards their salvation naturally and give them, um, uh, you know, really who they are as an unsaved person to um, allow them to be convicted and be saved. But those that are Christians, I always start basically setting a good solid foundation as to their identity, who they truly are in Christ. Mm -hmm. And then from that point, you get a good level solid foundation, then you can build upon it and use different kinds of techniques like communication um, uh, therapy perhaps and conflict management and and you can use um, different kinds of attachments theories maybe but but you have to lay that good solid foundation as to who Christ is in our life and who our identity really is I have found that um, over and over uh, as I do this and I've done this Time and time and time and time again. Every time I meet somebody and I work with them here in this in the, in the center, um, I'll, I'll lay that foundation. Mm-hmm. And every time I do, John, I'm convinced that that is the right direction. And God blesses every single time. I'm as convinced or more so today as as yesterday and the day before that that the direction using this tool is a correct one in in helping people through uh, healthy transitions in their life. Well, I couldn't say amen more enthusiastically, Nick. The term foundations is such a a useful one. Uh, We need to build on the right foundation, which, of course, is is Christ and the Christ-centered life. And then then, uh, looking at the symptoms, you know, will, will come as it relates to that. But the other thing I heard you say from, that discussion was that when you started to use the Christ-centered model, your role actually changed is how I heard what you said, because you're mentioning that in in regular counseling, and let's just call it integration counseling, where we uh, seek yeah. to combine uh, psychology and the Bible, we're still in the driver's seat of trying to, to fix the person. But when we have a Christ-centered model, then really we're acknowledging the Holy Spirit as the counselor and we're really the facilitator. Exactly. And what a difference that makes in fruitfulness, whereas uh, I would imagine that um, in the Christian psychology days, people got some measure of assistance, but in the last 19 years, you've probably seen some transformational change as God worked in people's lives. Indeed, and and in fact... uh, in working with um, some missionaries internationally, and and I, I need to mention at this point is that God has given me, John, a, a heartbeat um, and a sensitivity to missionary families 
especially international missionaries, but domestic as well. But um, missionaries, um, uh, uh, pastoral staff and pastors, their families, uh, God has given me a heartbeat. And when I work with these um, uh, these people, I'm not telling them anything they don't already know. And and um, uh, I'm relying on the Holy Spirit, which takes the responsibility and the stress off of me, in a sense, in giving the, the truth here. I'm relying on the Holy Spirit to uh, to give them the truth with regard to bringing together kind of like a methodology and bringing a lot of truths that that they know and pastors know they know they they preach it but they don't know how to pull it together to make it applicable to their lives and the lives of their families in priorities and how they how they uh, look at their role in in accountability and all sorts of things i'm just mm-hmm. finding they don't know how to do that and using this tool and setting this foundation um uh, i am able then to help them through the power of the holy spirit to change their whole concept about this and to bring it together to give them a whole new viewpoint in their ministry and on their uh, on the field um they're working it's it's a whole new thing for them mm-hmm. and um that's exciting and that excites me what um, a special ministry nick to be helping those who are very devoted to the lord they're serving uh often on the mission field which means tremendous sacrifice but also additional pressures and spiritual warfare but then it sounds like you're talking about illumination and application as you yes. you minister to them and what a special opportunity that is i'm delighted to hear about uh, about those contexts could you tell us a bit more about um your ministry experiences in terms of using this let's say uh on the mission field or different ways you've used it since your training in denver i have been probably in the last uh well basically i i didn't do a lot of traveling internationally um until i i really came here and took on the role of director of biblical counseling 19 years ago then god seemed to open up and of course god is so good he knows what he's doing he's in control mm-hmm. um and and uh uh, he then opened up this whole concept of me using um, uh, the wheel and line and uh, um, uh, identity to then go overseas to help missionaries. And let me explain a little bit. Um, God, through through networking, God had opened up several pastors recommending me to some mission boards. And uh, because I had done some work for these pastors and helped them in in their identification and who they are and and help them in their church. Um, And they then recommended and told their um, uh, mission board. And the president of the mission board got a hold of me and asked if I would be interested in doing some of this overseas. 
for missionaries uh, to come together as a group and do that for them and work with them with this. Uh, while this was new to me, I was um, very apprehensive about this, but uh, uh, I said that uh, I would, and that started then a number of years consecutive, probably about nine consecutive years I went over, uh, one or two times a year and worked with missionaries overseas and their families uh, in this area. Very fulfilling. It was exciting for oh, me. That's and, wonderful. Uh, and it changed the lives of of many of these uh, missionary pastors and missionaries. And I still hear from them. And I'm still getting referrals. Uh, mm. Although I'm not traveling overseas um, like I have been the last number of years, I haven't been. I just... I like it here, <laughs> and of course we haven't been able to travel lately, anyhow. But um, uh, th basically, uh, I was able to go to them, uh, the missionaries. They would come from a number of different countries. At one time, it was um, they came down from I don't know twelve different countries, and we met. And this was all brought together by um, a, a particular group of people and then they allowed me to be a part of helping them in this manner and do and do counseling with regard to um, the wheel and line during this time it, it was very exciting for me and god blessed and i was delighted to have had the opportunity uh, to do that and what a strategic opportunity uh, that has been and we rejoice uh, in um the benefits they received and especially how when a Christian leader is impacted uh, with a, a more dynamic uh, understanding of the cross, then of course it enriches their, not only their personal life and family, but their ministry as well. Um, brother, let me, let me ask another question regarding counseling. Um, you're in a context uh, um, uh, with, with churches that are very um, Bible believing, uh, conservative and so forth. And, Many times we talk to uh, pastors that are staunch in, in the message of, of uh, the Word of God and salvation. They tend toward a model of counseling that, I guess if I could oversimplify, it would be about repenting and obeying. And certainly we need to repent of known sin, and yes, we need to obey. Um, but what what's the contrast between an approach to biblical counseling that's um, just emphasizing repentance and obedience versus what what you're presenting to people as you minister to pastors and missionaries. I know of what you speak, and I've been involved in, in, in this for many, many years. I, I think that the whole idea of um, uh, the whole the whole idea of, of confessing and then repenting um, and changing um, and that's true, and, and that must be. That is, that's the right approach. It's biblical. However, what do you do, and and how do you understand your relationship with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit? How do you how do you relate to them in an intimate, close fellowship, if you will, 
in being able to do this, in being able to apply, in being able to understand that it's not about me, it's all about Christ. And I think that 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 then looking at um, uh, taking taking the bits and the pieces, if you will, of this, uh, and then applying them to your life. That's what people are wanting to wanting to know how to do, um, and they don't know how to do it. They hear it; it sounds good, and they can they can say it and profess it. But how do you really how do you really um, apply scriptural principle, biblical principle and precept of really who we truly are in our relationship with God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit? It reminds me. To... It reminds me, if I could interrupt, with uh, how at the end sure. of Romans seven, where Paul has had that uh, um, testimony of the tug of war of trying to obey, um, but unfortunately, out of the flesh and under kind of a do this, don't do that mentality, he says, "Oh, yeah, wretched yeah. man that I am, who will deliver me?" And so, uh, and he explains it, doesn't he? At the end, it's about mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely correct, and and uh, I've used that a number of times. In that, that he had difficulty with that, but he knew what to do about it. And uh, in so many in so many cases, John, I'm finding that maturing Christians, and I'll use that term, uh, Christians that have that have um, been maturing for a long time, preaching, uh, teaching, um, know the scriptures, so they they're lost in this. They don't know how to do this. They don't know how to look at it. And and they don't know how to deal with it. And I believe that that working in this area of the exchange life, who we are in Christ and our relationship with him, fills all that in. And that's what allows them then to really get a grip on how to handle these issues of daily life. Um Dying to self is an interesting one, Uh, and that's the crux of this, Um, coming alive unto Christ, dying to self. Well, that sounds good, and a lot of people say, yes, that's what it says. How do you do that? And getting into and explaining that and going through with them in baby steps, and sometimes the the timeline is long, and I'm working with some missionaries who've been missionaries, veteran on the field, that really should know this and have this as part of their life, don't. And I have to take baby steps with them. But when they do get it, when they do understand and the Holy Spirit really convicts them, wow, it opens it up. I see changes in them overnight in how they talk about issues. It's exciting. It sure is, brother. It reminds me of the concept we sometimes use about a paradigm shift. The idea of a change yes. of perspective, like when Galileo and Copernicus talked about, you know, the sun being the center of the solar system instead of the earth. And so these can be very devout, Bible-believing, sincere, and maturing, as you said, uh, leaders. But but maybe there needs to be a paradigm shift sometimes about their identity in Christ, about their union with the Lord, about it being, as we said earlier, being in order to do. And so what yep. a privilege uh, to use whatever presenting problem they're dealing with 
but then to trace it back to the heart issues of how they have they come to that Galatians two twenty testimony. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yes, indeed. Have you had the opportunity at the Biblical Counseling Center to uh, mentor some others to to use biblical counseling? Um, yes, I have with some pastors here in this area and going through it with them, and the, and they're using it with their people. Uh, and um, uh, I, by the way, John, I appreciate and I, I I thank you so much. And I've gotten permission in the years past and, and recent past of you know being able to use your diagrams and being able to use certain of the tools to help that. And I appreciate you doing that. But uh, well, it's a privilege privilege to network together. It's all about the kingdom and amen. being uh, effective and. <laughs> Glorifying the Lord, so we're delighted that Amen. you find some of that useful, brother. If um, as we start to to wrap up, um, I mentioned about how you've had the opportunity to help some pastors in the area. If some people are hearing this testimony and they're they're being trained in biblical counseling um, uh, with with your perspective of using a more integrationist approach in the earlier years, and then the Christ-centered model um, that we advocate uh, in the last 19 years, what what uh, recommendations might come to mind for people who are still in the process of being uh, equipped for ministry? Interesting. If I may, let me let me share something with you. Every every summer uh, here at uh, Bible Baptist Church, um, our pastor, Dr. Greg Much, has. Um, his one of his heartbeats is, is to have a, a summer internship program, and he brings five, four, five, and six. Um, let's just say seniors of Christian colleges who are going into the ministry. He brings them here for a summer of working very diligently in learning certain things about church ministry, roles, uh, how to do this and how to do that from a proper perspective. Um, uh, it's very good. I'm, I'm all for it. I've been involved in it the last number of years. And I say all that to say this, what I am allowed to do and what I do in every case, the last number of years that we've done this, I have taken each of the interns that come here and I go through this process of uh, identification with them. Wonderful. Beginning to, to end. So we have sent out probably, oh my, look at, I don't know, uh, um, a couple of dozen probably uh, over the last number of years of people who would be starting graduating from college, starting in whatever ministry, evangelism or pastoral or, or youth or whatever, with this knowledge. And and um, that's that's important to me because they're then able they're able to take it and work within the ministry, the church ministry, the local church ministry, they're able to take this and use it in in, in that you can't find this. I can't find mm -hmm. this, although I know people are out there, because you're tr you're training them. 
Um, mm -hmm. But I don't find very many people that know this that I talk to um, in the churches that I'm involved with. I, I don't. Sad. You're right, brother. That's why there's such a need um, uh, for people to have have a clear understanding of the cross to see how yes. to appropriate it yes. and to to share it in discipleship and counseling. What a great opportunity with that apprenticeship program. And isn't your current youth pastor uh, one of those that have been through the internship? Yes, there. Yeah. So and, and he's going. He's he's going through it. We we we've talked about identity and uh, yeah. So our youth pastor presently um, is and mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, several of them that have been here over the years. I have worked with that have since gone and left here and gone out and know it. So. It, it's as I look at it, it's um, I'm able to do that kind of a one-on-one -on -one or a two-on-one -on -one if I do the wives mm -hmm. too, and then they take it. Of course, that's what it's all about, isn't it? It sure is, and so the opportunities uh, with the internships there at uh, Bible Baptist Church, and then on the mission field with ministering to missionaries, that those are such a, a essential opportunities we rejoice um i'm just wondering um as we wrap up is there a devotional book or books that come to your mind that god's used to, to just help you appreciate um our union with christ message uh, that you maybe uh, recommend to people for devotional reading any i have i have read yeah i have read almost all of watchman knee's uh materials bill Bill Gillum, Dr. Gillum, I think, worked with uh, Dr. Solomon for a while. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Um, uh, he, Of course, he has a book out, and that's one of the books I recommend uh, people to read. It, it's using the same approach that right. I use from a, from a little it's, – it's a little different perspective. Some people said it's a little easier to, to understand. Um, and so I have recommended his book to people, but I, of course, I have Dr. Solomon's book, Handbook to Happiness. One of the things, uh, the Rejection Syndrome, was um, the book that he wrote on Rejection Syndrome was a, a great help to me, and I've uh, used that book. Uh, I bought a number of them and have given them out. Um, you know how the loaning goes; you loan them out. Right. <laughs> you have to buy, you have to get more, don't you? Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Bill Gillum's uh, lifetime guarantee uh, has more yes. of an informal style, doesn't it? So uh, yes. I think yes, it's a it good does. compliment to Dr. Solomon's yes. engineering style. Um, but is. we sure appreciate uh, getting to know more of your personal testimony, brother, and uh, your commitment to sharing the message of the cross and biblical counseling. If someone wanted to get in touch with you. Um, the church's website is bbctn.com, right? That's correct. That's correct. Um, and uh, and um, it's Bible Baptist Church, Hendersonville, Tennessee. Sounds like a plan. Uh, well, Brother Nick, God bless you and your your wife and family and ministry there. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your spiritual journey and ministry uh, testimony with us. Could I ask you to... Lead us in a word of prayer for those that may hear this recording who would like to 
uh, grow in their experience of the exchange life and share it in counseling. Would you lead us in prayer? Yes. I would be delighted. Heavenly Father, I thank you for uh, the opportunity that uh, we have had here uh, just to be able to, uh, to, to to talk and to share. And Lord, I pray that for those that have that are out and, and hear this, uh, I pray that um, your Holy Spirit will be the convicting force to uh, to help them along and perhaps help them make some decisions that they need to make with regard to their identity and who they truly are in Christ and and to help them understand um, what the exchanged life is all about, exchanging our old life for Christ's life. And I ask that um, uh, that you just uh, lead the way towards that for people that hear this. Thank you for Brother John. Thank you for those at uh, Grace Fellowship International that are continuing to uh, to uh, project this and and to give this information out. Lord, I pray that you'll bless the organization, bless the peoples involved, and Dr. Solomon. Lord, take care of him. Meet his needs, Lord, in every way. Thank you for what you're going to do with this time that we've had here. And we ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.